Sensations with the Artis. I want to say a special goodnight to everybody locked in right now. Conversations with the Artis. And tonight, I get the uh, opportunity to uh, speak to a gentleman about his journey and the band. I think they're about 32 years old now, the band. Yeah. We are talking about Edwin Yeared and the big band Crossfire. Let's say hi to Edwin. Edwin, what's going on, my brother? What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? Everything is good? Everything good, my everything blessed, my brother. Everything good, your side? Everything is good, my side, my brother. Great to have you right here in conversations with the artist. Now, let's start with, for those who may not know, who's Edwin Yearwood? Who's the band Crossfire? Let's start there first. Um, well, uh, I'm Edwin Yearwood of, of the band Crossfire, of Barbados. Um, it's, it's a group that started in, I think it was 1989 or something like that. Um, started in the hotel circuit and worked our way through to the nightclub circuit and worked our way through to recording music and just spreading our wings. And we are what we are today. Real talk. That's the best I can summarize it. 32, 32 years in the business. That's a, a mighty long time, Edwin. What do you think? What, what's your formula for the band? What's, what's the band's formula? You know, I don't think the band has a formula. I think what has been happening is that we had we had a group of people who were just passionate about soca music, who were just passionate about having a band, about being, you know, because most of us would have been around music, but finding it difficult to be able to get into a band or be able to to um, to be a part of a big band. So we were more or less all rejects. And we just decided to come together, be rejects, and, 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 and things happened. <laughs> yeah, but well, we we basically well, feel to be a reject. Let's let's start there. I mean, that's, that's, um, we couldn't get in any bands. You know, you had, we, had, we, we couldn't get in any bands at all. I couldn't get in a band as a, as a singer, not even just as a lead singer. I couldn't get in a band as a as a as a, as a back vocalist. Nothing because um, I was not sexy. I was not um, I was not the best, the most handsome guy, and I was um, I was pretty skinny and pimply. And uh, you know, I, I I remember people would tell me that band owners, band managers would tell me that you know. You know, we can't work with you, Edwin. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah, we, we went through a lot of that, you know. So um, it was a lot of a lot of deflating, infuriating, infuriating, um, hard, difficult times to get through, you know. You felt inferior to people, uh, to artists, but you never gave up. You had the passion for soca music, especially, you know. So that, that brought us through, that brought us together, and it took us all the way to here. The name Crossfire, Where, who found the name? Who decided this is what we're going to call the band? How did that happen? Well, first of all, the definition of Crossfire is we see ourselves as representing the Caribbean. So it's a cross-pollination of music in terms of how we want to perform or record it. It's not one influence. There's a lot of influences from Antigua, the Virgin Islands, Jamaica, Guyana, Grenada, Trinidad and Tobago, Barbados, you name it, you know. Uh, we, 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 have, we, we like to have that flavor in there. And the, the fire is just, we like to do it hot. And that's where it all came from. But 
the original crossfire came from us just sitting down um, as a hotel band, sitting down and just dreaming about being on stage with our own band. And uh, a, 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 a show came on the TV that, we, that was in front of us with the name Crossfire. We just took it from there. <laughs> but the, yeah, so the spelling of your Crossfire? No, it, 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 was the, it was the normal spelling first. But when we, when, we want, when we held on to it, I wanted to have the funkiness and have the, 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 the difference. We then, we then took Crossfire and, and changed, it, changed the name and everything and, and the definition of it. Your first performance as Crossfire, where was that? You remember the event? You remember the, the location? The first performance of Crossfire as Crossfire was an all year's night at Discovery Bay Hotel because they were the only people who, who would hire us at the time. Um, uh, all year's night used to be a special gig and it was important for us to have that gig because in those days a band had to, to buy its own sound system or have its own sound system. Right. So we had to we had we had to get a, a, a sound system on higher purchase, not even rental. <laughs> on higher purchase. Higher purchase. And yeah. So so the first the first gig was important because that really was the the, the, the down payment on the equipment. <laughs> nice, nice niceness. Let's go back to the uh, the founding members of Crossfire. Let's list them out for them. Um, Michael Agard, who was the keyboardist at the time, who would have been manager after. Um, Felix Ford, who is still playing bass today, Tony Rebel Bailey, who is still playing guitar today, and myself, who's still singing today. <laughs> 32 years in the business, let's list out some of the places the band would have traveled. I mean, this must be an extensive, extensive list. Um, Latin America, um, Europe, uh, the Caribbean, of course. Uh, we've been, we've been around, um. I, I could tell you some of the more outstanding tours that you'll remember, like Colombia, um, um, Santo Domingo, uh, Germany, Ireland, Holland, Belgium. Some fantastic things there. Yeah. Sounds, sounds good to me. Then you have uh, to come back to the Caribbean where you started Trinidad and Tobago, Guyana, Grenada, Dominica, St. Vincent, the entire list. I'm yeah. going to ask you now, as a band, did you find it hard to get out of Barbados? Of course. Um, everything, everything takes its time. But if you focus, um, if you focus and if you want what you want and you go after it, most often or not, you, you, you might get there as long as you stay with it. Or, I, I'm saying all that to say that we had a mission. And the mission, we used to have it on a mission board. And um, we were coming to the rehearsal. Because it was the first year, we would be a hotel band. The second year, we wanted to become uh, more popular in the in the nightclub circuit. The third year, we wanted to be a household name in Barbados, and the next year, we wanted to be out of Barbados with our own recording. Wow. And it just happened like that. But it didn't happen like that. I mean, it just happened like clockwork. It was a lot of lot of hard work. I had a lot of people behind the scenes. Um, Phillips, who was the manager then real a lot of vision and stuff you know so there's a lot a lot of people behind the scenes nicholas branker um so many people real talk what was the first song for crossfire as a band <laughs> uh it was a song that was never played a song called hold tight never played actually <laughs> it's so long ago they, they used to call it the, the the um the jingle band because 
the song only used to play when we were in Canada play in the background announcing something. <laughs> you serious? So, yeah, my family used to tease me bad from the time it come on. Hold tight, I'm telling me. Ah, I'm in Canada talking. Yes, people, blah, 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 blah. And that's the only time you would ever hear the song. <laughs> wow. But yeah. 32 years in the business, that's a very long time. And you, you guys are still here. You guys are still representing, still putting out music. Now, one of the questions always asked, you know, your formula for writing. How is it that you are able to still write songs 32 years after the band has started? Um, because, because we deal with real life. We deal with real life. We deal with all the emotions in life. From happiness to sadness to fun uh, to expressing yourself, love, anger, you know, upliftment, you know, everything. We we don't spare anything, and we don't sit down and plan. We just write. So we don't have a formula as such. We just deal with everyday life. Like for instance, we would be on the bus, for a bus, going from point A to point B. Sometimes on the tour bus for like eight hours, and we just talking wow. so much nonsense. And um, you would actually gather something from what the nonsense the guys talking. And you go and write a whole song, like oh, one thing. Now we talking so much crap, and just by the time we got to the next venue, we had a song called All Wow. So it's like that. We don't. We don't. We, I don't. Well, me personally, I don't sit down and plan and say, "Well, let me see, let me write this or write that." We just go over the flow. So for me, life. Life is really what we write about, and I believe that's, that's one of the reasons why we've been able to stay so long. So it sounds like a team effort as well. Um, definitely. I don't think I don't think that um, any band any band can go from point A to point B without everybody all in. You know, everybody can't write songs, but there are people who can produce. There are people who can can color it. You know, so many things. That can, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, real talk. So, it, it, as long as everybody's involved, you know, you, you can't, you can't lose. You can't lose. If you're now joining us, welcome to Conversations with the Artists, and we have Edwin Yearwood out of the band Crossfire. And uh, if you're wondering what is Conversation with the Artists, this is the opportunity for you to hear from the artists themselves, you know, their journey. And uh, we have their top 10 songs. And with a band like Crossfire, with 32 years in the business, they have an extensive catalog of music. And I, I tasked Edwin to give me his top 10. And uh, we're going to dive into those top 10s. We're going to hear the stories behind these top 10 songs. And uh, we're going to jam with them as well. Edwin, I want to start with Obadeli. This is one of your top set, top 10 songs. Let's talk about Obadeli. The idea about writing this song. Uh, what inspired you? Let's talk about Obadeli. Okay. Um, as Barbadians, as Barbadians, to me, we had this thing of, Bigging up everybody else but our own, from all over the world but our own, and uh, it was a time. It, it was a time I was growing up where people were just. Um, there weren't many positive things to say about the youth. We were highlighting the positive things of the youth, and um, one day there was a newspaper clipping of a youth who was stabbed to death at the front page. Wow. And my manager has spoken to me about it. And uh, that was the headlines for the entire paper. But somewhere in the back, we had a, we had a youngster who had just broken our record uh, running. 
Um, it, I think it was an assistant at the time, but the point is it was the fastest time in the world at the 100 meters. And he was, in, he was like a little, little ad in the back of the paper, not even a picture of him. And wow. I thought and I, I thought that was, was that, that within itself was a statement. So we thought that it would be good to write about something like that and to let, let him know and let young people know that, you know, at the end of the day, people see what you are doing. We see what you're doing. We, we will represent. And that's basically what was what had happened with the song. We put it out there to represent young people, and you know it did exactly that. Wow, so let's let's take a listen then. Obadali, part of Edwin Ewart's top ten songs. Let's take a listen. you do you remember the lyrics edwin i mean it's been a long while of course of course i remember the lyrics <laughs> of, of course, course you want to crown with this song as well uh, yeah yeah actually yeah um i think it's road march um and pickety crop um yeah the clips of the clips of the yeah and yes. road march yeah, yeah, yeah. How was that? How was that? What was that feeling like? I mean, you wrote the song because you recognize young people were always being well. The positive things that they were doing was always pushed to the back, and you wanted to highlight what this young fellow was doing for Barbados, and not only Barbados but the Caribbean. I think but, but then to take that song and win a crown with that song as well. What was that feeling like? Um, it was awesome because. We wrote the song and we said that we would um, that we would go into competition with it because um, we were invited we were invited to be in this new tent at the time called um, I think it was called Bacchanal Time Tent I can't remember uh, but um, we were invited to be in the tent and 
to perform, uh, for me to be a, a performer, anything. And I didn't just want to just go sing any old thing. And I couldn't find anybody to write a song for me. So I decided, well, let me sit down and write a song. I put my hand at writing songs. And that and a song called Put Some Head came up. So we took that, we took those songs, we put them out. We knew we were going to get licks from, from people because it was different. They were different songs, had a different sound. And it wasn't normal. And as soon, as soon as you step out the box and you do something that is not enough, you know, you get some lashes for it. We knew we were going to get lashes, but at the end of the day, it is what we wanted to do. And it, it worked out. So it was like, there were so many victories in one. You know, it wasn't just a victory of winning the crowns. It was a victory of you actually believing in what you were doing and getting there and succeeding. Um, with so many other people who doubted you that you just were able to prove them wrong, you know? So it was a lot of victories, a lot of victories in one. Did Oba ever reach out to you about the song? Definitely, I reached out to him too. Because <laughs> the, the funny thing is, is that as that was happening, the Olympics was coming around as well, you know? Um, and it so happened that he, he ended up play, placing, winning a bronze medal for Barbados yeah. in, in a, a highly contested race, you know? And... Um, it is fantastic to be even a part of that. He came and um, we, we we spoke about it. You know, he was very grateful for the support and we were grateful for him for coming across and, and, and just hanging out. I actually, just not too long, wish me happy birthday too when it was my birthday. He's doing well. He's doing fine. He's still doing his thing. Fantastic, fantastic. Of course, conversation with the artist Edwin Yeward out of the big band Crossfire. Uh, we had his number one song out of his top 10. That was Oba Delhi. Uh, let's talk about something great. Uh -huh. Yes, let's hear the history behind this one. Well, I was I was on a plane and we we um we flew into Haiti, mm -hmm. and we saw the conditions on the ground, and it was, you know, I was speechless when we left, and and you know sometimes people think that they have it bad, and there are people that just have it a lot worse than they they do. Yeah. Um, it, it, it stayed it stayed on my mind all the way through, and when I got back to Barbados, you know, I just started looking around that. The things from even coming into Barbados, I started looking at Barbados and I recognize how much people have taken life for granted, how much people have taken things for granted. Then it's really, we complaining is really a lot worse. Just not too far away from us. You know, I mean, a really, really a lot worse. Not too far from away from where we are. And it, it humbled me to the point where I thought I needed to put pen to paper. You know, um, all the injustices. Again, for the young people, people who were misunderstood. You know, so many emotions came, and I thought that I should just put pen to paper, and that's what that's what came up. Well, what a what a inspirational song! It really pulls at your heart. I mean, sitting down writing the lyrics to this song. I mean, did you cry? Because I mean, if you hear, you can hear the emotion in this song. Well, I, well, I didn't cry, but I, I it, it was that kind of vibe. In writing the song because as i said we had we had now started to really travel a lot so you started to experience different cultures and you started to experience the good and the bad and to, to experience racism firsthand in a country of racist people 
it's different to be in a country where you're going to be who racist, but right. to be in a country of racist people and experiencing in different ways, you know, um, there's nothing positive about racism. But at the end of the day, to go to a country like Ireland where you're walking down the street with your brethren, about 10 of us, and it, just picture yourself going down Swan Street, and it looks a lot like Swan Street then. And um, all the stores, people are in the stores buying stuff. And as we walk past each store, all the people coming outside and following you. So you ended up at a fountain with hundreds of people literally walking and following you. I think they knew that we were a band, but they were just curious because they never saw black people at all, you know? So, so for me, that again was a humbling experience. The, the whole trip to Ireland a few times, every time I went to Ireland, it was, it was a humbling experience. So all of those things came into mind, came back to my memory while I was writing this song. So um, racism, you know, um, religion and how people abuse religion. So, you know, everything was, was in there. Every, all the ingredients were, were right there for that song. Well, let's take a listen to something greater coming on from the big band, Crossfire. not so free well there's never care for a weary soul in a reckless society where a poor man can't have equality or his offspring a bright morrow and the fight takes toll on the tired bones leaving almost nowhere to go lyrics from a crossfire something greater yeah man why listening to the lyrics now edwin th those feelings come back again yeah man 
Boy, something greater. Of course, conversations with the artist Edwin Yeroy Crossfire. Uh, Edwin, let's move into the voice in my head. Let's talk about that one. All right, well, before before I do that, just let me say, you know, that, that song, Something Great, is my all-time favorite. Um, and that being in a, a country like Colombia, you're calling all the time. They, if you're going to tour Colombia and you're calling and asking them, what are the bigger songs, what are the songs that's played on the radio, so that you can write your set accordingly. And the people telling you something greater. And you, you get frustrated, like, listen, I know you like, you know, like something greater personally, but I don't want your favorites. I want the songs that are playing because you're thinking from there, you're thinking the big tunes, you know? Right. So you write your set, and the guy just insisting something greater. And you write your set, and you put it on the side as a plan B. But you're on the stage now at this music festival. I will never forget, Beanie Man was in, in the... The VIP, but he had to perform next. He was in VIP, um, sipping on some wine and stuff. And we started the song, and I, 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 I had goosebumps. I, these people know the song so good that you just started the song. I didn't sing anything. You just started with the guitar and the went up and then the man went back at me and just go, you know. So wow, it, it's amazing that that song came from. Being a pick of the crop tune to just flying and going where it went, you know, real talk. So, big up to you guys in Crossfire for real. As, as it relates to Voice in My Head, Voice in My Head was penned before this song, but Voice in My Head was penned with, um, with Obadeli. And Voice in My Head basically was just about, again, all the violence and madness that was going on around Barbados at the time. And I mean, it's still going on, so the song is still fairly relevant today, unfortunately. Um, the violence that was going on around in Barbados at the time was just crazy. You know, somebody was stabbing somebody, somebody was stabbing somebody, somebody was stabbing somebody, all the time. And um, you, you just started to think, you know, is this going to be a safe place for my kids? Is this going to be a safe place for my children, children to grow without me being around, without me being there to police and, and connect the dots? If, what, happen, what if something happened to me? And uh, unfortunately, and, un and untimely, and my kids are left to think for themselves what's going to happen, you know? So it brought that kind of Bible to me, but at the same time, I recognize, you know? But all you have to do is, is look at each day differently, you know? Wake up and fight again, then wake up and live again the next day. And that's basically what the song was about. What was it like writing a song with Obadeli? I mean, that must be, a, it has to be a vibe because there's, there's so much emotion there. there I, when you sit and you listen to a voice in my head, you can't help but to close your eyes and actually picture what you are seeing and, and how you're, and, you know, and really feel it. What was that like writing it with Obadeli? Um, I always approach, I approach it the same way all the time. For me, um, it doesn't matter who is around. Um, it's about getting it done. It's about being focused on it. You know, I spend so much time away from loved ones to make sure that I get the work done because it is my job. That's the chosen career, the chosen path, path yeah. that I took, you know. So it's, it's always an honor to work with anybody. But at the end of the day, the, the focus is on getting it done. So it was business as usual. You know, we were honored that everybody was around, but it was business as usual just getting that done. 
All right, so let's take in voice in my head coming down from Crossfire. So I lift my head up to the skies and question the heavens, asking why. Why must I go on to live in this violence and time? Why can't I spoil the lands I know and watch all my children's children grow? Why must I go on to live in this violence and time? in my head uh, Edwin Eurowater what a powerful song as well how is it writing songs like these and also writing the more party songs I mean it, there's some people who can only write either social commentary there's some people who can only write party music but it seems that the band has been able to juggle party and also social commentary. Um, what I say to that is, is basically what I said from the beginning. Where uh, I well, I don't approach writing as writing. I approach writing from the standpoint of everyday living, everyday life, um, looking at life, looking at putting, expressing myself. Right, that's that's what I wanted to do. Instead of looking at it as writing, looking at it as expressing myself. Most of the time, what you're hearing, what you're hearing in the songs is something that I live, something that somebody around me lives, something that many of us live. And, and I, do, I got to see it, and I got to, to express it. So, there are different emotions that you will you will evoke at, at different times, you know? So, you'll be having fun sometimes, you'll write some fun songs. You'll be having... A reflective time, you're having a good time, a bad time, a bad time, a bad time, 
happy time, a angry time, a loving time, a romantic time. So I always put pen to paper with, with everything, everything, you know? It, 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 because somebody always relate to life, to real life. Like if I say I walk down the road and and and, and again they'll just you know there there there's there's somebody who had a new dress, you know, that for me too, but that no, uh, if you keep it 100 there you go words from the general himself so artists there you go that's the secret formula is <laughs> life experiences huh life experiences and how you you create music that people can relate to i like that i like that edwin uh let's get into some of the more sweet songs you know the, the, what the band is really known for you know the band was given the name the, the groove the band of groove yeah so let's let's get into a bit of that let's talk about oil pumping you touched a bit on it um before but let's really talk about oil pumping um we were we were traveling from boston to virginia i think um on the tour bus we had a tour bus where we were just we would just talk a lot of crap and enjoy it. You know, when the bus stop, you pick up all kinds of vibes from people. You go on again, you know. So um, we were just talking a whole set of crap, and that's 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 really it. And then that's where the song came from. Um, there were some some oil fields that we passed. I had never seen one as big, and the driver, who was also treating it as a tour, started to talk about. Um, it being a fairly new idea to drill for oil in that area. That's where, that's where it all came from. That's where it all came from. Really? Just, just driven past some oil fields? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you fellas sit on my thought, beer foolishness, and, and you just say, hmm, that sounds like a good idea. You know, laugh about that things and it just comes to, just comes to, to fruition. What was it, what was it like on the bus trying to pull together this idea of oil pumping like did somebody start to hum a beat and then you know you start to hum a little uh, one or two lines what was it like no um what happened is, is that as as the driver said what he said i started saying i started saying boy well, need to need to find some oil but we need to find some oil and get rid of it um and it just kept it just stayed there so when i'm when i'm writing or i have an idea i go very quiet well, it went quiet for just a minute. I just kept that. For, for imagine driving for, for six hours with that in your head. Wow. Um, but it's still not there. I had the song. There was nothing else to do. So I had the song. I had the idea for the song. I just sat in the car room then. I wrote the song. Let's take a listen. Oil pumping. The band Crossfire.
it feel after all this time and still hearing these songs blazing on every radio station? I mean, you're traveling and people are still coming and saying, Edwin, you need to sing Oil Pumping. You need to sing this particular song. How does it feel? My, it's, 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 I, just, I just take it all in. I take it all in. It's, it's a blessing. <laughs> you know, I am very, very grateful to be able to do this, to be able to see the impact that you would have made over the years because that's what you want to do with it. You always want, I always wanted to matter. You know, I'm going to say matter, I don't need um, the level that is linked to South Africa. I wanted to, to make a contribution, a real contribution. I always, from a little boy, I, I tried playing football. I, I wanted, I went for a Barbados and big way, but alas, I was not talented enough or gifted enough with body strength or much other things. So, um, music did it for me, and I never thought, I never saw myself um, somewhat representing Barbados with music. I didn't see it the same way as I saw sports. And then I started to see it that way and recognize you. Why are you actually representing Barbados? Well, I might not be wearing a number on my back, but when I go there, whatever I'm doing, whatever we are doing is representing Barbados. Whatever we do, um, from behavior right back down, we'll be representing the country. So the way forward was to just be as big as possible, you know? Spread that culture, spread them word, you know? To, 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 to come into business like here, I mean, it might not mean much, it might not be as significant to others as it is to me, but to come into the business and all you was hearing was bam, 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 zoom, and wine, to hear him bump up, and, um, <laughs> the usual you suspects. From, you hear from you hearing it from major artists. It, it, it says that Barbadi, Barbadian, um, the Barbadian way got out there. Yeah. You know, we were able to get it out there some more. So for me, um, it was a blessing to represent Barbados, and it continues to be an honor to represent Barbados. And I could say that a lot of people have not my fans, my personal fans. Um, how should I put it? There are not many fans that go through what they have been going through. You would have fans of a particular artist, and they will respect that. But every time I meet one of my fans, they will always say, I just had to cast three people for you, boy. <laughs> you know? uh, uh, they, they had me hot. You know? so, so it's like they always had to represent. So for me, I said to myself, you know what? I need to represent my fans too. I need to go there and be a positive and we will run through and, and represent the people that represent me. You can't say nothing about me on a level. You know, I said I is a wallet fella and I is a Is there any truth to that? I job back on stage and stuff like that. I, I won't say wallet, but I had my hands full here or there. I won't lie. I was not always a good guy, I was not an angel, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, it's it's all about respect and blessing, you know. So yeah. Uh, I thought it was important to represent my country and my fans to the fullest. So that's what I will continue to do as long as God gives me that, that life and strength, for real. If you're now tuning in, we're here with Edwin Yearwood, Conversations with the Artists. You know, you, you hear your favorite songs and you're wondering, you know, how did the artists really come about with these songs? Or, you know, some back stories behind the artists themselves. And this platform gives you that opportunity to hear from the artists themselves. Edwin, let's, I mean, time is getting away and we, we, we still have a lot of tunes to go. Let's talk about Dushi. Let's talk about that one. How did that one come about? Um, 
that's from traveling to Bonaire, um, Curacao, and Aruba, but especially Bonaire, especially Bonaire, um, because that that's a phrase that that's a something. Dushi means sweetheart or darling, honey, whichever you choose, in Bonaire and and, and, and Curacao. And I came back to Barbados, and when I said Dushi, people were looking at me straight. You know? <laughs> so I, I I with my sense of humor, I want to be sense of humor. I thought. Well, why not try a song like this? So that's that's basically where that came from. I, I I wrote it, I wrote it that kind of fashion. It means one thing in Curacao and Aruba and Bonaire, and it means something else in Barbados. <laughs> well, yeah, you talk about you know people looking at you with a, in a certain way. I mean, actually, now writing a song, creating the song, was there any backlash from the song? Backlash as in negativity? Negativity, yes. In which song? I mean, any for song? Do, for Dushi. No, not at just all. Just retitle itself. Just retitle alone. No, not, not that I know of. Um, you see, I always thought that writing, well, what I wanted to do was write songs in such a manner that they're thought-provoking as well, and not just hanging out there on a limb, real obvious, like, girl, come here, let me catch you in the corner. Whatever the case may be, you know, I prefer to go down a particular road. And um, you know, there's so many tunes like Sugar Cane, there's so many so many tunes we can't we don't have time to go into them. That's true. Um, that would have gone down a particular road because it it came from not being worthless, but having a sense of humor. Because when people initially heard some of these songs, they would smile or they would laugh and they'd say, Well that boy everybody signing up, so that's the case maybe. But that's what we wanted. That's what we wanted, you know, and that's some something that's what make the song last because right. people hear the sweetness in the song and they get into it and then years later they're like hey that he's singing about all the time i didn't even know that he's singing about that's how it goes let's take a listen Dushi coming out from crossfire <laughs> General Dushi, I tell you. Yeah, somebody <laughs> saying, you know, um, Beijing's love to run up in the humor. Let's <laughs> you know. Let's you know. Let's you know. All right, Deidre. All right, Deidre. All right, speed please. All right. It's all good. <laughs> yes, of course. We are talking to the General Edwin Yearwood. Uh, we still got a lot of songs to uh, get to. So let's let's continue. Uh, should we move to Pump Me Up? I mean, another favorite I mean, I don't think you can go anywhere and not sing Pump Me Up. Uh, I think we, we stuck at the moment. 
So let's just take in this one until we uh we get them sorted. The General Edwin here with Crossfire. Oh, you're back now. Welcome back. Technology. I don't know what happened there, boy. <laughs> so let's talk a bit about pop music. That's probably Deidre. <laughs> I feel so. Let's talk a bit about Pump Me Up. I, I don't think you can go anywhere and not sing Pump Me Up. I mean, this is one of the the biggest songs out there from the band. Anytime you go to a fet and you do not play Pump Me Up, or even when the DJ plays Pump Me Up, the response is tremendous. And you know, it, it, it really wasn't meant to be a party song as such. Um, really? Yeah, um, this song, this song come from, it, I mean, it's actually going on right now, but we don't want to make that too big. If, if, if you listen to the lyrics, I'm going to say, hey, the president of the rear of the experience. I'm going to say, hey, the phone in the home, you hear it, rearing. Everything, everything, everything. It was basically um, a generation of Barbados that didn't like what? How we looked, right. didn't like what we represented, didn't like how we were wearing our hair. It was it was day after day calling program. Um, I I, I want to call somebody calling and say, when you got here like that, I have that sort of forward, you know, dangerous, you know, so many so many negative things, you know. So, yeah. um, the song came, the song came out from that kind of that kind of vibe where we were just representing. That you really just wanted to, you just wanted music. You didn't come for the attention because I was never here for the attention. I was never here to to prove anything to anybody. I just wanted to be able to sing, to be able to express myself and let people hear what I had to offer. That's all I wanted. You know, so um, it was it was a little <laughs> it was a little new to me to have people on your case every single day about something that you don't even care about. You know, so it, it's like but it resonated so much with young people more than they would being at a particular venue and they wouldn't let the drop something because of how they looked. And, wow. and yeah, and this was this was the early, early, early days of Crossfire. So all these things played a role in this song. All these things played a role in this song. So this song was more was really more like a sort of commentary that just ended up being a very sweet thing. <laughs> wow. Imagine that, huh? Yeah, that actually brought brought back memories of us uh, seeing you with your hair part blonde, part yeah. black. I yeah. mean, imagine that, huh? Yeah, imagine that. But, Time is but, really but, getting but, away. Time is really yeah, getting yeah, away yeah. from yeah. us, and, and well, we still got a few songs to hit. Uh, let's yeah. talk about party of the year. Um, what we could say quickly is that I am I am a very stubborn person musically, and um, they had people who were out there, some artists out there who were basically saying, you know, Edwin done, Edwin can't do this thing no more, and I was always somebody that liked to prove them wrong. So I wrote party of the year, and it wasn't getting much airplay, and I love that. From the standpoint of competition, right. from the understand from the standpoint of competition, I always thought that I could take a, what people call a dead song and bring it to life on stage. It was a challenge for me. I wanted that challenge, 
And I, I had done it already with a song called um, Agony and a song. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember Agony for sure. Yeah. And, a, and a, another song. I, I try to remember the song. Um, quick, quick, quick. It's, it's a song that I had on, Camouflage and stuff like that. But I can't remember. But the song, even, you see, even they can't remember the song. Now, hope <laughs> song and people, right? So, so whenever you, whenever I remember came out, say to me, we on stage performing and came out saying, well, you don't sing the song and promote the song. And I refuse to promote the song. Um, wait, and here's that. But the same thing for, um, that's party of the year. Party of the year has a lot of meaning for me. Has a lot of emotion for me because it was the one title that I didn't have. And it's the one title that everybody was saying that I probably would never win. And I knew that once I had the chance, I would take it. So I was real confident. Even overconfident at some point in time, I was real confident that one day I would be there. And I just wanted to, I didn't necessarily need a popular song. I just wanted a song that that I loved and I felt. And that's what happened to, to, to um, Party of the Year. All right, let's take a listen. Party of the Year coming on from the general. Concerned about getting into singing that part. Listen, you don't have enough time to get into that. You don't have enough time to get into that. I was forced that night. I could not talk. The night of the competition, I could not talk. I was trying to go on stage. I would never forget. We were backstage working on it. You know, everybody was working on the box to get the box to move. We were working and working. I could not get that to move. And just got to see what TC was going on. And just before TC went on, my voice started to open up. I was like, what? I was so excited. And I said, well, I cannot stop him. I was like, no, you can't come back. I went, but he said, he's made an awesome thing. He's made an awesome thing. He's made an awesome thing. It was crazy. I had to hit the stage because I know that if we had stopped, that I would not get it back. And I could not talk for the rest of the day. 
wow, wow. I'm telling you, that's that's yeah. I, I actually remember, I actually remember the competition because I remember, uh, I think we wanted an interview and and you were told, Look, we just need to let you be because you know, you, you Edwin has yeah, to get I was, it right. I was out of it, I was, was out really of it. I couldn't talk at all, I couldn't talk, talk at all. It was so hoarse. Like, so God just let me go and say, God, like you say, Are you know what? I can do a chance. Give you a little blood. Twenty twenty, you brought out a song called "I Am." Let's talk a bit about that. Yeah, um, I put that on the list because it is a song that I wrote a while ago, a while ago. But in recent, the recent climate, I thought that it, it was it was it, it, don't just sit on it, just release it, you know. Um, I teamed up with Nicholas Branker for it again. Who, who would have started with me from day one? Who was always in my corner from day one? And I want to say yeah. thanks to him. Maestro of maestros. And, um, you know, there's nothing to it. It's pretty self-explanatory, the song. It's straight up, again, living experiences, you know? We in this skin melanin. Um, I'm being oppressed all the time. And we need to be, we need to stand up and say yes at the end of the day. Yeah, this is living melanin. And that, that's as simple as that. But before I get into the song, because you did mention Nicholas Brank, and I, I wanted to mention him at the end, uh, but like you said, you had a long history while working with Nicholas Branca. I'm sure that the influence from him and his knowledge has really helped, you know, shape the band, shape the band, and and you as a person uh, musically as well. Um, shape the band. Listen, Nicholas Branker was always and will always be a big part of what I do. If if the byproduct was the sound of Crossfire, from day one, from day one to work with Nicholas Branker for me was an honor. And he wasn't even into he wasn't even into just soca at that time. You know, I remember he came up to me. He said, "I heard you singing a song. Don't let the song go down on me." This was at the hotel. He said, I want to record that. Come in the studio. I went in the studio and I said, Well, if you do a little something, I can do it for you. And I was real steady and real quiet. And, you know, and that's how we started. We started with him reaching out to young people, with him trying to work with young people to express something different because he wanted to bring up himself as well in terms of the vast amount of music that is in this man. You know, so I was real lucky, real blessed, and real honored to work with Nicholas Brankford. Career. I was really, really blessed. Let's take, let's take in I Am coming out from the general. And if you're now joining us, welcome to Conversations with the Artists. We were supposed to go for an hour, but uh, we still got one or two songs to go. And I, I'm really enjoying this. So we'll, we'll just extend it just a few minutes after. But, uh, no problem. We'll... Tell me all the time. I get... <laughs> <laughs> let's take in I Am coming out from Edward Yearwood. Oh, oh. 
Coming out from the general, you'll get some uh, some social commentary. We even talked about a song that was really meant to be a social commentary that turned into a party song. <laughs> the mixture of music. <laughs> the mixture of music you get from the band Crossfire and of course the general Edwin Yearwood. Now I wanted to touch um something you said earlier, you know, uh, when we were talking about party of the year, where you know people thought Man, Edwin Dunn. I mean, remember the time you you actually said, you know what, you you were finished with competition, um, you were you were good, you were comfortable. And, you know, people started to question if you still have it. I mean, that I think. How did you feel as a person, as an artist? You know, hearing people saying, "My Edwin, man, he washed up, he done." He, you know, we had enough of Edwin. You know, he can't do it no more. I mean. How does it feel as an artist, you know, you, you're dedicating your life to put out music there for people and uh, and then you get these negative comments at times? Um, when you put yourself, when you get in this game, you put yourself out there to the public, you can't, you can't expect all, all glamour. You can't expect all good. You can't expect all positive. You know, there will be detractors. There will be people who have points because there are times you didn't show up and... And entertainer needs to remember that you're almost as good as the last performance. The last time somebody sees you, the last thing you remember, you know. So if somebody sees you, all right, and we lost him there for a minute. Uh, you know how it goes with technology, but you know we'll just try to get him back in. I see. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, I stay here. So if somebody sees slagging on stage, you know, that's the last thing they will remember, you know? Right. Um, so I don't feel how I use things like that as motivation for me because I, I wasn't, I didn't spend 30-something years in this uh, for nothing. I didn't spend 30-something years in this by accident. It's through pure passion and love for this. I love my job. I wake up and go to the office every day, one way or the other, whether it's in the studio, whether it's in the mirror singing, whether it's in my bathroom trying to get a better note. Hit, that I didn't hit him before. You know, I love my job. It, it, it's what I do for a living. You know, uh, the, the, the COVID-19 stalled it completely. This is over a year now that I've not, you know, that I've not worked, you know, but at the end of the day, I still love my job and I still have a passion for my job and representing Barbados. I will not stop for nothing. So the, the, the detractors only speak to, to, to motivate me. They don't recognize it, but it pushes me harder because I need to come better all the time. And I have, as I said, I have some, some crazy fans of this who represent me more than just the music, you know? When people attack your personality and stuff like that, I think fans literally stand up for you. So I need to stand up for my fans. I will always do that. To get an album, go gold in an era where soca music was probably not recognized the way it should be. That, that is one of the a, a huge, that's a huge feat. Um, how does it? How did it feel as a band to receive such an accolade? It 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 uh, it's been a huge honor. Um, uh, let, let me brag a little and say things like having the keys to the city of Boston, keys to the city of Florida. You know those kind of things that the mayors 
of these kind of these states, states yeah. to do, you know um to having to having a gold cd selling over 500,000 copies in canada as an independent label not just not just a label but an independent label it's, it's a remarkable feat because it wasn't even with even with normal r&b artists and stuff like that it wasn't happening in canada you had to be known as a huge uh, on a huge label to even get those numbers so to get those numbers and have a gold cd it shocked me hell i didn't really happen but it was something that you only you only dreamt about my brother you only dreamt about and you said, what so music in a time where 500 copies was a big thing it was a you big thing yeah 500 copies <laughs> So music back then, so to go from 500, 500 copies to 50,000 copies to 100,000 copies to 200,000 copies plus, man, that, that is awesome. That, that album popped me up just was everywhere you went, everywhere you went. And I am, I am so proud and grateful to be a part of that. Real talk. There you go, the General Edwin Yearwood. We have two more songs, General. Uh, wet Me. I, I purposely left this for the second last because... <laughs> <laughs> Another one of those songs that you cannot go to effect and not play. And when played, the reaction, I mean, I think it's, a, it's, a, it's almost like a wake-up song <laughs> for effect because you can go into effect and see people standing and probably drinking and stuff. But from the time Wet Me comes on, I mean, it is a party atmosphere. <laughs> I can't explain it, my brother. I can't explain it. I was, again, I, real, I am really blessed and really lucky. Uh, I'm real humbled by, by these things, you know. Um, I guess these songs just these songs are just nice songs. Um, the song, the song was a, a whatless. It was supposed to be a whatless song. But you then, admit it. You admit it. it. But that's why I said it was supposed to be a whatless song. But then I say, you know what? I had an idea for as I was writing wet me, I started to put in sweat, verb, um, uh, lyrics of sweat, and I say, you know what? That's a completely other story. So let me leave sweating and let sweating be the water song. So wet me then I started focusing on wet me to be a party somewhere. From my experience of being on stage and being in audiences, when you really having a good time, you don't remember anything. You by when you catch it up, you realize you're wet, you're soaking wet, you had a blast. And really that's what the song was about. There you go. There you go. So let's take this one coming up from the general and crossfire. Wet me, and I see people talking about all these whatless songs. So you, you got yeah, some I have a lot of songs to do. <laughs> <laughs>
feeling must be good when you go on stage and you start to play this song and you know there's a point where you actually just cut the words and then you can just hear the entire audience singing lyric for lyric word for word this song always a good feeling <laughs> always a good feeling my brother when, when when you start singing this song and you see the emotion from people your hands going in the air people holding on to each other you know people screaming people just releasing so much so much energy you know it is all it's always a good feeling man you, you can't be an artist and not love the fact that you succeeded in evoking emotion from people you know because it's what you would want to feel if you were in the audience and to be able to successfully see it consistently happening every yeah. single time every single time you play a wedding it's almost the same response whether it's two people whether it's like five thousand people you can start the band and they will sing that part for you without asking i need a part i think they're bad words i think but <laughs> Good. I was going to ask you, what are what are some of the words you've heard? What are some of the lyrics you've heard when you've actually stopped the band and people singing the song? What are some of those words you've heard? Man, you can't say on air, man. This is still family radio. This is still family TV and thing. You know, you can't say. But people say a lot of different things in different and what's so what's so uncanny, what's so strange is that her country, her nation, way. Whether it's in Caribbean, whether it's Barbados, Diana, Dominique, wherever. People have a different way of saying it and a different thing to say. You know, right. it's always funny. It's always funny, but it's always a way to fall to different cultures that you need to respect. So I, I just enjoy it. It's an awesome thing. It's an awesome blessing to be able to travel the world with these kinds of That's a fantastic point because, you know, we were talking about uh, Dushi and, you know, and there's certain songs. Um, there was another song as well. It's slipping me right now. But you know, yeah, Sapa. There you go, Sapa. Say, you know, it means something <laughs> totally different in another country. But uh, yep. you know, the, the, but you can take it and, and still make it. And Correct. that song's again another fantastic song. A song mm-hmm. that took, I think, the world by storm. I mean, even the I dance mean, we, as we, well. We 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 asked for for my for the top 10 that I like for particular personal reasons. But let me tell you, Sapa said and should have and them kind of things you can't leave the mode of anything, you know? Especially Sapa. So I mean, it is what it is. You can't play all, you can't talk fun, you can't talk about all. But yes, uh, I will interject quickly and say that Sapa uh was I, I wrote it in Antigua. Rupi and I were walking in town in Antigua. He wanted to buy some he wanted to buy some art things or some memorabilia. From Antigua, right. and we were walking through Antigua, and this lady was there selling. She was like, Stop, Foxy! Stop, Foxy! Stop, Foxy! I was like, What is that? <laughs> she like, oh, what is that? She said, I said, She sounds like she said, Stop, Foxy. He said, Man, no, man. So we went to she and asked her what she said. She said, it. She said, I said, Stop, Foxy. It means, How you doing? It means, What's up? It means, It's a greeting. And I look at him and laugh, and he looked at me and laugh, and I said, Boss man, I can give you two years to rate it. If you don't rate it, how are you going to rate it? And two years passed, two years passed, people got all about it. And I was in the studio just chilling out. And I said, yeah, this thing coming to me all the time. So I wrote that last year and I started to send out feelers. Before I finished writing, I started to send out feelers. And we called, I actually called a DJ at CBC by the name of Diane Ford. And I asked, I said, if I was to walk up to you and say, what are you and say? And she said, hmm. I said, thank you. That's all I wanted to know. 
and they're working on writing the song. Wow. So, yeah, different folk strokes or different folks. There you go. Edwin, we, we are at the final song. Uh, thank you so much for the extended time as well. Uh, thank you so much no for problem. taking the opportunity. I mean, I think no problem. I think shows like this really helps the audience to really understand the life of an artist, understand the, the amount of energy and love that they pour into the songs. And like you, you're sharing as well, you know, the history, how you actually come about with these songs as well. You know, it, it's, so it's not, you're not just sitting there pulling things out from the, the sky, but you know, you're actually, is life experiences that, you know, you use to actually create some fantastic music for the audience. Final song. Let's talk about it. I think you you already know what's the final song, so I'll let you talk about it, and then and then we will play. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, again, life experiences. Uh, okay, quick, quick, quick. Jamming every crossfire has just started up, and we just started, we had we had a song called Crossfire you know, and we have so much people following crossfire, and everything that the members on stage did, the audience did. And we started to think about this dance called the Yardy Dance, you know. And you just used to be jumping around, and we find that Nebraska was in everybody else was doing this. So we took it, we went to Columbia, and we didn't write the song yet. We went to Columbia, we had a trip to Columbia, and we were in Cartagena. And um, we performed in a bullring, the center of a bullring, thousands and thousands of people. I was a little nervous, a lot. <laughs> and um, we didn't, I didn't think that we would have had a chance in how to come out. We didn't really have any any recordings as yet with that, you know, that problem. But we had a song called Crossfire. So we started with that on the stage <clears throat> in the bull ring. And it was quiet, so quiet when we finished play. I was like, these people ain't doing nothing we just did. You know, we performed, we performed. And the people just got into it like crazy. So I started to, to mimic the, the same crossfire dance, the same yardy dance. Right. I said, you know what we can do? We can teach the people down here how to walk up and stuff. We just, we just had a block. And when we came off that, when we came off the stage, to, to be in a coliseum like that, to be something, an arena like that, we go downstairs, it's almost like a dungeon kind of thing. So you, you can hear the echoes of people saying, we want more, we want more. That, it, that was that was goosebumps out of this world for me, you know? So we went back on, we did the dog and the puppy and a half, and <laughs> I took back to Barbados, I wrote the song. So that's, again, life experiences, you know? So we taught him how to walk, how to deal with it. And, you know, that's, that's just the song. That's the song. So you know we can play this song. That means everybody should be walking up or, or, or doing some form of walking up. Right, Eddie? Me? <laughs> With my hand. <laughs> Walk up! Hey, hey. Massive. Step in life. Oh, let me go.
What a song! I think this is one of the ultimate party starters for sure, Edwin. <laughs> you cannot play in Barbados. You cannot play. They don't play in that tune, boss. Trust me. That song is beer voice, beer energy. Lost. Lost. <laughs> well, lost. And of course, with the grass skirt crew on the stage as well, you there know you it's pure pandemonium. Go on, big up the grass skirt posse every time. Real talk. Big up the, these guys just love soccer music to the end, to the highest, you know? Enough respect for those guys over the years, man. Sean, big up respect for you, my brother. Yeah, big up Sean for sure. Edwin, COVID has really put a spoke in our wheel. Um, as an artist, you said before, you know, you've, you've, you know, it's been a year now, you've not been traveling, you've been not working in that way, that form of fashion. Uh, for those who may not understand, because they take artists and DJs and musicians, you know, as a joke job. But for someone who's, who lives uh, on music, how has this really affected you? And, and let's also just talk about what's the future like for Edwin Yearwood and, and the band Crossfire. I, I don't I don't think it's a secret I think people can work it out if you if you your income is is something that you generate from like performances and working and, and traveling and stuff like that and, and the COVID-19 has been there for as long as it has been now not, I've, I've not been on stage I've not been traveling for over more than a year now I've been this is the longest time I've ever been grounded since I started in Barbados so that, I mean, it's no secret. You're not making any money, you're not having a good time. But what keeps you what keeps you grounded is that you've been able to create, you see, I'm smiling, right? This is an authentic smile. You've been able to create stuff for other people who are also going through this to get by. And you recognize more and more why you matter, why it is important for you to step up as an artist of all things, you know? Because I, I just did I just did a, a, a free, free birthday concert and put it up online that you can go view at any point in time, you know, and, 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 and people enjoyed it, you know, but the whole point is, is that it takes money, it takes time, it takes yeah. effort, you know, but you give back, you give back that kind of way because it is difficult for a lot of people and whatever you can do to get people through this level of madness is important, you know, you, 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 people may not see what you're giving, but it is not important for them to see, it's important for you to continue to give. You know, I don't think people should give and look for something in return because you're really not giving. You're right. setting up yourself, as far as I'm concerned. You know? You're setting up yourself to receive something. So I just want to give, you know. So I come online, I make all kinds of silly, funny jokes with people. I try to keep people entertained, you know. Uh, I give them a little a, a little bit of what I do during the day, job, whatever the case may be, and create music. Always trying to be in the studio, always trying to create music because... I owe it to them 32 years they were supporting me for 32 years why can't i give them a free year for the covid why can't i you know what i mean so as 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 tough as it is for me you know it, it does nothing to me if i can go online and see 10,000 people sending me messages thanking me or 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 sending laughs smileys and stuff enjoying themselves because of what we were doing one way or the other you know because that's what it's all about you want to be in dinner step up to the last place being in dinner those people that, that back you for so long that you appreciate them i ain't trying to get nothing i mean if i could get this <laughs> 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 
ain't trying to, I ain't trying to get nothing out of it on that on that level. I just want that people you recognize that this is a crazy time from yeah. politics back. It's a crazy time. And you need to be there for the people. And if we can help people to get through the night, that when you finish sweat or when you finish have a good time, you can just go and lay it on your head and say, well, at least tonight I was good. That is a job well done for somebody like me. That's the truth. That's how I feel about it. I don't know how other people feel about it. I don't know how other people in, in the business of entertainment feel about it. But if I can give that little, I am good. I don't need nothing in return like that because I know when the world reopens and it will, that my fans gonna have my I just know that. You know, so this is a this is a, a life symbiosis. This is a musical symbiosis. I give to you, you give to me, we give to the rest of the world. That's that's how it is. So again, I'm not one of those people that give to receive. I don't see how you give to be able to talk about it or you give to somebody to beg you up for giving just for fun. You know? Just do what you gotta do. So that's that's how I see it. And I will always be there for people that have been there for me. It's so true. It's so true. So this little bit, this what I'm what I give to them as a concert and what I give is really nothing. It's a drop in the bucket what they've given me over the years. So again, thank you people for the support over the years. And I hope to continue having that support. And I hope to continue supporting and representing you and representing Barbados. I may not be an official ambassador, but I'm a ambassador. Shots fired, shots fired. And a shots fired. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do One that. final question for you. During this period, have you been writing songs? Yes, I know. Again, I, I write from life experiences. Uh, it's a real dreary time. Right. It's difficult to, to, to force the issue, you know, but yeah, there are songs that have been written. But I'm the sort of person, I, I'm, a, I'm a very spontaneous person. I go to the spur the moment. So I'm sure none of them something I really make it to the fore right now. So the next step, I don't know if they're going to have a couple or not, but I'm going to put it music regardless. So yeah, that, so look forward to that too. The General Edwin Yearwood, thank you so much for your, your work over the years, 32 years in the business with the band. Once again, to Bunny, once again, to Speed, Speed Demon, there, everybody that locked on, respect. Mwah. Bless thank up. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for taking the opportunity to, to be with us. Uh, for real, really appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Blessings. That was uh, the General Edwin Yearwood. That has been Conversations with the Artists. Uh, until next time, be good, be safe. Remember, sanitize, wear your mask. That's very important, all right? Thank you so much for checking out the show.